What's funny is when you haven't done a show in a while, you come back and you open the mic, but you don't actually open the mic and you do the whole intro with it muted. Good times. Good times. It's probably an indication of things to come, but hey, what are you going to do? This is the new media live streaming podcasting world, right? And the good part is I can edit this out later. So uh, what's going on, everybody? Matt Major, Matt Major Show, back live daily. I'm pretty excited about this. I'm not going to lie. I'm so excited that I didn't even turn on my mic. You see that? That was pretty cool. I'm going to give you a little overview first of what's going to happen, what the Matt Major Show is, but then we're going to get into some good stuff. We've got a great guest lined up for a little later on in the show. He's going to explain to us this whole Wall Street bets, stocks, trolling the hedge funds, all this stuff that's been going down. He's going to explain it to us like we're five. And honestly, that might be a new standing segment on the Matt Major Show. Explain it to me like I'm five, where we'll bring in some people that actually know some shit. And we'll hear what's going on. I should tell you that this show is is sponsored by... Full disclosure, this is my business. It does actually pay for the show. I don't know if you'd technically call it a sponsor, but the merch link. Go to themerchlink.com. That is a place where you can get Matt Major Show merch and 315 Live merch. As, as you might notice, if you want to look like me, you don't want to look like me. If you want to wear similar clothing to me, the MerchLink.com is the place to go. Now, it's not just me. The cool thing about that is there is fun and funny clothing. There's obnoxious t-shirts. There's hoodies. There's fan merch for a lot of other people. Former Matt Major Show co-hosts Buttons and Strawberry both have artwork that you can buy as artwork. You can hang it up, but they also have beautiful clothing, dresses, sweatshirts, hoodies, all kinds of cool stuff with their designs on it. Mackenzie Berg, comedian, we're now selling her merchandise. And the best part about all of these things is that thing started as a hobby to keep me sane during the pandemic. I don't necessarily need it to live on. And, and right now what we're doing is we're donating the proceeds from all the sales on the merch link to uh, an effort we're going to support local restaurants by buying food from them and support local nurses by giving them the food. It's a kind of a, a way to give back thanks to those that are struggling and those that are helping us during this. Every purchase, obviously we got to deduct our overhead and things like that, but a uh, portion of the proceeds from every purchase on the merch link goes to this effort to help restaurants and thank nurses. So check that out and, and consider that when you need a funny t-shirt or, or you want to support your new favorite podcast that just came back, The Matt Major Show. I want everybody to be checking in on Twitch. The reason we're doing this live is because I really want that live interaction. I think that is the key to shows like this. It is my hope to uh, really foster a strong community here on Twitch. 
And I want folks to be in the chat room, jumping in, throwing your thoughts. Let me know you're here. We will, I don't have it yet. I figure we'll ease into some of these things. We will have a text and phone line available soon in the next coming days where you will be able to join the show. And you might even be able to video call us so we can actually get you on the screen. Even if you're a listener, you're a guest. I think that's going to be pretty cool. I should tell you a little bit about where you can find the show in addition to Twitch, because Twitch is the live streaming platform. That is the live home base of the show. But after it's live, you got to figure out where to get it, right? 315 Live. That is the Matt Major Show's home base. It's also a great local new media outlet. There's all kinds of great programming on there. But if you go to 315live.fm slash Major, you'll hit our home base. And on there you'll find every episode in video form, as well as an audio podcast, as well as highlight clips. Uh, there's going to be a lot of highlights of this show. What we're going to be doing is cutting the various segments, so you'll be able to check out the full episode, or you'll be able to check out just an interview, just a news topic that we talked about, just the pieces you want, none of the stuff you don't. Should be pretty cool. This is going to be a little different format from what we've done in the past. Traditionally, we've done a two- to three-hour show, and I've had a team of co-hosts. And this is the stripped-down version, I guess you would say. We're going to be an hour every day, 8 to 9 a.m. It's going to be just me, but we will have a rotating cast of guest co-hosts, including your favorites. Phil Farda, he'll be in later this week. We've got Billionaire. He's got a new show coming up. We're going to have him in soon to talk about that and join us. Tuttle, a whole bunch of great folks, will be joining us to guest co-host on various days. Additionally, we're going to have a lot of interviews. This is going to be a somewhat interview-heavy podcast, and we're going to talk to a wide variety of people. We're very interested in business people and entrepreneurs but not just folks that come here and, and tell you how they struck it rich. But I really want to dig into some of these businesses. I want to dig into some of these industries. I want to learn what it's like to be somebody who sells X or somebody who provides Y service. I think it's interesting, and I'm very interested in learning about various ways that different people have grown their businesses. I'm an entrepreneur. I think that finding out from other people what's worked the best is one of the best ways that we can learn and grow our own businesses. So I'm pretty excited about that. The other thing we're going to do is a lot of news. We're going to get into uh, a few hot topics. We're going to dig into them a little bit. We're going to play you some clips. We're going to get into some comedy. We're going to get into some entertainment news. We're going to have some fun. That's really what the Matt Major Show is all about, is taking things in our very serious, sometimes depressing world and adding a little humor to them. So it, it'll be a good time. What's up, Bubba's Rattler checking in on the Twitch stream. Thanks for joining and checking out the return of the Matt Major Show. We're pretty excited about that. Uh, quick know about me and that'll be the end of the introduction this is like the first day of class where you got to get out the this is what it's all about type of bullshit 
but we're going to fast forward right through everything. But you should probably know who it is you're listening to. I am a progressive, consider myself a leftist, although I don't go too crazy with the labels because people seem to get a little real particular about them. But it's fair to say that I am a American progressive leftist who is very outspoken for a number of years now. I've done a lot of live podcasts. The Matt Major Show previously it was a daily show that ran on Bubba Army Radio. And I'm excited to bring it back and excited to talk about some of these topics that I don't know that are getting enough attention. And I don't know that there are enough real progressive voices in new media. There's a lot of us, but I don't know that there's enough. And what we're going to do here is highlight a wide variety of things and also highlight what being progressive is, because if you're not, you might not have an accurate view. We'll see. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to get a little serious sometimes. I'm going to swear a lot. That's what I do. But it'll be a good show. But enough of that getting to know you nonsense. Let's dive right in. I got some really cool graphics. Oh, see, I missed that one. I was supposed to I was supposed to use this one previously. And I totally bailed on it. See, I'm already fucking up first show. Made these beautiful graphics. Not happening. I don't know. Let's talk about Joe Biden for a minute, huh? This is the first time we've been back with the Matt Major show since Joe Biden has been president. I'm very happy that he's president. I'm very happy that we got rid of the previous guy. I'm going to try to refrain from saying his name. But there's a lot of folks that are making Joe Biden out to be, well, especially folks on the right, making him out to be this incredible socialist, horrific progressive who's doing all these things. And let's be fair. Joe Biden has already done a lot of things that you could argue are progressive. He's done a lot of things to simply reverse the garbage that Trump did. Great. And he's given a lot of lip service to progressive causes. The problem with that is, in grand Democrat fashion... And for those of you new to me and new to the Matt Major show, while yes, I'm very left, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily or hardly ever pro-Democrat. Because while I believe most of the Democrats mean they seem to be impotent in the best description I can come up with them. They have the great ideas. They never follow through. Case in point. As you can see, I, I put in this graphic here, the check, right? This was the promise. Do you want a $2,000 check? They said it over and over again. 
in this ad, this last election was just in January. The special election in Georgia where Ossoff and Warnock defeated two Republicans, took their seats, two of them, in Georgia. And they did so under the promise, as you can see in their ad that's on the screen right now, you want a $2,000 check? Vote for them. If you put these guys in, we'll be able to get you guys that $2,000 check. And you can see on the screen in their ad, I didn't make this up, this is their ad. There's a picture of a check from the Treasury made out for $2,000. Not $1,400. But Joe Biden got in office and just, what, a, a week or two ago, he came out and said, Congratulations, guys. We're going to get you those $1,400 checks. What happened to 2000? Well, you got the first 600. That's what we always meant. Now, I don't know how you could say that's how you always meant when you displayed a check for $2000, not $1400, 2000. Why Joe Biden would immediately backtrack on this? Cuz that's what Democrats do. Now, the worst part is it doesn't end at the $2,000 to $1,400 scam. We're now moving into this new thing. As you can see the tweet from Bernie, we're talking about means testing. Now, what that means is previously this stimulus went to every uh, individual who made $75,000 a year or less. Every couple that made one hundred and fifty. dollars They want to drop that down to $50,000 a year for an individual or 100 for a couple. The issue I have with this is, is, well, there's a lot of issues. First and foremost, yes, it's there to help people, right? Everybody's struggling. We're going to give you some cash. You can pay your bills with it that you're behind on. You can pay your rent so you don't get evicted. You can buy some food. But in reality, it's called a stimulus for a reason. And that reason is it's supposed to stimulate the entire economy. In all honesty, if we really want to stimulate the economy, people who don't need it help that effort more. Because if you don't necessarily need it to pay that rent or pay off a debt, you can take it and you can go spend it. You can go buy a new anything. You can spend money in the local economy. You can put it back. You can buy products. You can support local businesses with kind of some free money. And I know a lot of folks, I've heard folks say, I don't need it. I'm doing fine. Let's give it to somebody else. That's noble of you and respectable. But the thing is, it's not an either or situation. And the thing is, if you were to give it up, it's not like that other guy's going to get any more. So what should be happening is everybody should be getting this. And everybody should be spending it. If you can avoid putting it in the bank, if you can avoid paying off a bank debt, unfortunately, neither one of those things boosts the economy. If we're trying to boost the economy in this pandemic, if we're trying to truly provide a stimulus, if we're trying to stimulate the economy, give people money, tell them to spend it. Simple, right? 
Now, the other issue that we have with this, keep in mind, this is based on your income, right? 75K, 50K. Where does your income come from? Or where does the number that the government bases this on come from? It comes from your taxes. But it's very early. I don't know that they've even accepted 2020 taxes yet, so they're certainly not based on that. They're based on 2019 taxes, pre-pandemic taxes. We have millions of people that are unemployed. We have millions more that have lost their jobs and had to move on to lesser ones or got their hours cut, got their income cut. To judge how much help people need in this crisis based on their pre-crisis numbers, it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Bernie, AOC, all of those folks have come out and made this point. And I hope it's one that folks pay attention to because, like I said, I get it. I understand thinking, let's really keep it to, to just who needs it. But the entire economy needs it. And it's almost more about the entire economy than it is the individual person in the grand scheme of things. Bernie makes a great point. And it's another one that I wish Democrats would pay attention to. He says, in other words, working class people got checks from Trump and would not get them from Biden. Can you imagine the Democrats coming out of the gate and doing less than Trump? I don't know. It's pretty mind-blowing to me, but what do I know? Our boy Chuck... Boy, do we love our boy Chuck. I say that sarcastically. Chuck Schumer's a guy who I think means well. He has good intentions, right? Unfortunately, he gets tra caught in this Democrat impotent trap. You talk a good team. Can't even talk. You talk a good game, but you can't pull the trigger. Let's see what we're talking about. He's coming out now. Now, originally, Joe Biden talked about canceling $10,000 in student loan debt. Our man Chuck, he says, hold my beer. And we got clips of this. Let's see it. Let's see if we can put this on the screen. We're getting real fancy, guys. We're going to play videos on the screen. Do you believe this? today to introduce our proposal to cancel $50,000 in student debt and take a huge burden off huge. so many people in America. College should be a ladder up. For too many people, debt is the anchor that weighs them down. So, I'm all for this. We should be canceling more debt. We should be canceling all debt. My big concern when we talk about any of these debt canceling deals is that a we're we're admitting that this is a problem, right? We're admitting that the student loans are out of control, the cost of school is out of control. We're admitting all these things. But 
are we talking about a one-time uh, coupon for a handful of people that, that fall in this group today? And then we're just going to continue the scam? And, and future people and future generations are going to rack up this debt with the hopes that maybe in 20 years uh, somebody will cancel it for them? Because that doesn't help. That's not the answer to this situation. We need to be like most civilized countries and make education free, in all honesty. It doesn't have to be free at every private university, but there should be good public schools that people can go to with zero debt. And if we can't get there, can we at least get to the point to where it's affordable and to where they can get some kind of loan or some kind of program that doesn't cripple them for decades into their lives, into their careers, even if they're successful, which unfortunately a lot of folks aren't. Think of the number of people that went to college and are doing something radically different than what they studied. I don't have the numbers, but I think we all know that it's a significant portion of people. The other issue that I have is what we've been talking about. This sounds good. Will they even do it? I don't know. One thing I really want to address, though, is there's a very common pushback when people talk about canceling any amount of student loan debt. And I don't want to attack people for it immediately. There's some folks that go off the rails, but to some degree, there's a very understandable argument. And... That is, these people, this group of people is getting this deal, this discount, this loan forgiveness. What about the people that came before them? What about the people that didn't go to school, never racked up this debt? This goes back to what I was saying in the previous segment about the stimulus. The reason we're doing this, the reason liberals... Establishment Democrats are even talking about this kind of thing is because they understand the overall benefit to the overall economy, right? So they don't really give a fuck about helping this individual guy. It's not about we're going to help these handful of people, poor them, fuck everybody else. The reason we do this with student loans is to boost the entire economy. What do I mean by that? How does that help? How does paying somebody else's bill help me? It's a valid question. And with that, I want to show you this little infographic that I found here. Let's see if we can uh, make it big so you can see it. When people have a massive debt, you only have so much income, right? So you got to pick and choose what you can pay. And we've got young people coming out of college day one, and they've got more debt than I have in my mortgage to own a home. What happens then when you start your life? You haven't even really got your first real career, and you're starting with more debt than a homeowner. 
this graphic here from the Association of Realtors, people who sell houses, they're concerned. And the reason is, and they give some stats, and you can find these stats. This is based on 2017 data. You can find stats from every other year. That's the same thing. The percentages change slightly. But in a nutshell, this displays 86% have made career sacrifices. 41% delayed marriage because they have this big bill to pay. Seven-year expected delay in purchase of first home. That means unlike your parents and your grandparents, these people, it's going to take them almost a decade to get into a home that they own. 55% are postponing having children because of this debt hanging over their head. Now, all of these things you might think to yourself, that's the choice they make and you give and take and you do whatever. The issue with all that is every step along that line isn't about just you. Every step along that line involves a wide variety of businesses that employ a wide variety of people. That is the economy. You have all these students, millions of them, who had this obligation to a bank to pay this loan over 10 times over and over again. And because of that, they can't participate in the economy. They can't shop at local businesses. They have to decide whether or not they can go out to eat. Restaurants are starving. We need people to free up their income in ways that will help us. And that's why I say over and over, people worried about, what about me? I don't have this debt. But you have a business. But you have a restaurant that you'd like more business at. But you work in a factory where you'd get more hours if you sold more products. The saying is, a rising tide lifts all boats. I, I fully agree with that. And I think that's something to keep in mind when we talk about these things. Just my opinion. Our man Gravy in the chat, thank you for checking in, and I, I think we're going to get you on the horn in just a minute here and talk about the stonks. But he says, will it go the way of the $15 minimum wage already? And that's another point we haven't even gotten into. One of the big promises is we're going to have $15 minimum wage. Biden's already yeah, I don't think it's going to happen right away. Like what? Come again? Just going to give up like that? That quick, huh? Cool. Joe fucking Biden. We'll see what happens. All I can say is it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Hey, I want to talk about real quick Beyond Telephone. What the hell is Beyond Telephone? That's really a question. Beyond Telephone is a communication service, brand new, that let, lets businesses drink coffee. That lets businesses connect with their customers in the way that customers connect these days. Way beyond the telephone. People don't want to talk on the phone. It sucks. 
They want to text. They want to live chat on your website. They want to send you a Facebook messenger. If your business can't communicate with your customers this way, you're missing out drastically. Beyond Telephone fixes that. One piece of software, one system, all your users, one price. They get all the features of Zoom. You get video chatting. You get video conferencing. You get webinars for up to 250 people. You get website live chat, internal chat. You want to talk with your colleagues. Facebook Messenger chat. Everything. SMS texting with your customers. Two-way. All of these things, all one platform. You can access it via your computer. You can access it as an app on the go. It's your full-blown phone system, and it costs a fraction of the price of all these other services combined. Go to beyondtelephone.com. Check it out. It is something for businesses that can truly benefit them. It saves you money and gives you features. We don't get that very often, right? The double whammy. I think you should check it out. Any moment now, our man should be calling in, and we're going to get into this stock market conversation. This is an interesting thing. I started a few weeks before all this shit popped off, and I start, I opened uh, an account, and I started playing with some little stocks. And I'm playing. Like, I put $50 in, and I looked for penny stocks. And around that time, like I said, a couple weeks later, this whole Wall Street bets thing popped off and people started really getting into it. I don't know anything about it. And what I find funny is the fact that I don't know anything about it. I started talking about it because it was in the news. I started posting all over Facebook. And then people started asking me for advice. Like, Wait, what? Every post I made started out with, I am an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. But they would DM me. Hey, what do you think I should do with this? To which I would reply, I am an idiot. I don't know. And I, I think it's funny, but I also think it's interesting because Wall Street has always been the elite's game. And let's be honest, it probably always will continue to be. And it's all bullshit when you think about it. It's supposed to be based on real things. And it's supposed to be able, it's supposed to reflect the market. It's supposed to reflect what the business actually does. Is it performing well? Or does it look like it's going to take off because they've got a good idea or they've got a big contract or something like that? But we all know that's not the case much of the time these days. Companies and stock prices rise and fall on hype. And these folks that play this game... What's up, Jack? These folks... It's, it's just incredible how they play the game. It's rigged in their favor. And we're going to pull up in just a second a guy who's going to talk about this. It's rigged in their fla <laughs> their flavor. Their favor, but then they get mad when people, regular people, jump in, start doing the same thing. 
We are, oh, we got him. This is going to be good. Now, let's see. Hey, hey, we'll get you on the screen, my friend. Make sure everybody can hear you. Let's see if this works. I can hit the right view. Where the fuck is it? There he is. There he is. What's going on, man? Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. How are you? So listen, I got it. Before we get too crazy, I got to ask you, and this is going to be the wildest question of an interview ever. What the fuck is your name? <laughs> My name's Greg. I like yeah, that. Yeah, Greg, but uh, Gravy Dangerfield, something I came up with in the depths of an acid trip a while back, and it kind of stuck. Okay. I like it. It's uh, it's definitely a throwback to the great Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. And, uh, when we were in some grave danger in the midst of uh, some Rodney Dangerfield impersonations and the the wonders of language jumbled it all together into Gravy Dangerfield. I love it, man. I love it. So listen, we got you on to talk about this Wall Street bets, this whole thing that popped off. And you're a guy, You obviously you're not a stock trader or a stockbroker on Wall Street, but you are a guy who definitely has been into this a little more than me and a a lot more than a lot of other people. So if you could, as we say, explain this to me like I'm five. What the hell is this thing all about? What is even going on? Yeah, I'm definitely no financial professional, but you know, I am a longtime degenerate of Wall Street bets. And uh, like you said, the, the system's rigged. The hedge funds have their offices right next door to the stock exchange where there's there's no latency between their computers and their their trades are going through in a millisecond as they're all you know discussing what they're doing in, in these private rooms and yeah then when they do release their information we're getting it two three weeks after the fact we just there's really no way for us to compete with the information advantage that they have so Wall Street Bets is a subreddit where a bunch of people came together and used the brain power of the 2 million members or so at the time there to crowdsource their, their stock picks. And about a year and a half ago, there was a guy who goes by deep fucking value. A legend now. I'm sure he's going to be showing up and plenty of movies they just sold his story but he he posted about a year and a half oh, wow. ago that GameStop was was being shorted to just an impossible extent meaning that the there were hedge funds that were trying to profit off a fall in the stock price so they were driving the stock price down and this guy discovered that just based off the numbers he had, he was pretty sure that they were doing it by creating counterfeit shares and selling them on the market. 
to the point that there were about twice as many shares oh, shit. out there that should out there on the market than should even exist. So he shared that with the rest of us and everybody told him he was a moron. He didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> wow. And he, he stuck to his guns. He just said, okay, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. And he just, it was great. He was, he just responded with a Seinfeld gift and all right, I'm fine losing all my money. And he put his money where his mouth was too, right? Yeah. He put $50,000 in there and every week or so he would post an update with a screenshot just as proof that he was still in it. Yeah. And everybody told him all along for the whole last year what an idiot he was until, uh, you know, maybe a couple weeks ago. He, he got the momentum that we saw. And when he, he became out. a very rich idiot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he was up to about $50 million at one point. Oof. Yeah, from 50000 Now, did he hold through the whole thing, and, and has he gone through the whole ride, or did he ever cash out? Do we know? He cashed out thirteen million. Okay. Um, a while back, a couple months ago, I believe. Oh, okay, all right. So he's got, he's got that. He's a millionaire. You so know, he's so. he's been making bank on this long before it was a big story. Yeah, he's been doing this since about two thousand nineteen. Okay, and that's in this whole group has been active and just under the radar all that time. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is. Yeah, a lot of people think that it's a group of people who pool their money together and use it to inflate the price of a certain stock. Sure. Sorry, my cats are <laughs> down on the walls. <laughs> That's just not possible. If even if you manage to get all you know several million people on the same page, we just don't have the money to compete with hedge funds. Yeah. Never mind getting a few million people to all operate as one. Sure. Um, it's really just all of this momentum was us piggybacking off of hedge fund versus hedge fund, really. Once, once this kind of got exposed as correct information, yeah, there's always been financial professionals creeping around Wall Street bets. Yeah, and that would make sense, right? If you're actually serious about this stuff, you should have your eyes on these things. And it seems like uh, I know a lot of these the, the everyday Reddit trolls have been made out to be the the big players, but there's no doubt big money traditional investors who jumped right in this train because it was a legitimate opportunity for profit, right? Oh, absolutely. As I much mean, as they it, talk it, shit it on TV about it. Out the way it did with them having to freeze the market if it weren't. Yeah. If it were really just a bunch of idiots who didn't know what they were talking about, then the hedge funds would have been more than happy to just let us lose our money and never mention it. Now, let me ask you, but the root of this, like you talked about, is a, I would think, fraud if these guys are dealing in all these counterfeit shares. But set that aside for a minute. Tell us about this whole concept of shorting. What is this deal where investors have figured out how to make money as a business fails? In the most basic sense, 
we think of investing as buying a stock and holding it until it becomes more valuable. You can also make money as a stock becomes less valuable by borrowing a share when the price is high, waiting for the price to go down, and then buying it to repay that borrowed share and keeping the difference in price as your profit. It's it, and that's an interesting concept because and I've seen it explained a few times. I didn't know what it was before all of this. And, and when you think about it, it's really about like screwing the guy holding the bag. Because like I borrow it from you, but I don't pay you. And it's not like you think about gasoline, right? The reason the gas price changes all the time is. Because it, it fluctuates. And, and even though they put the gas in the ground from the delivery truck at a dollar a gallon, it now goes for a dollar fifty. I pay a dollar fifty. It doesn't work that way with this. The way it works with this is I, I got that gas from you for a buck a piece, but then the market it drops down to fifty cents a piece. I only gotta pay you that fifty cents. And you, the guy that, that started this, the guy that lent out the shares to be shorted. I don't know, man. It just seems I, I get that there's money to be made for these folks. I don't understand how that's it's legitimate business. But then again, that's where my capitalism has its limits. You know, I can see the argument made for short selling. I'm on the fence myself, but it's in and of itself, it's not a a corrupt concept. Sure. Um, the issue is that these hedge funds have the ability, because of their relationships. Oh, I think he broke up. You still there, man? We'll see if we can get him back. We were going so well, too. It's an interesting thing. All of this stuff. Uh, when real people start getting involved, and then we start learning about all these different worlds all these this whole concept to me again still this whole shorting thing where these guys have figured out a way to make money by when a business fails great cool but who would have ever imagined such a thing i apologize to greg i don't know I figured first live show, I'm definitely going to have things break. And that is the case. I don't honestly know why. I don't honestly know why it cut out on me, but what are you going to do? We'll get him back, and, and I apologize for the abrupt ending. Um, I'm just looking to see if it's reconnecting or what the hell's going on. <laughs> live show, man. What I want to do in the future, I have this idea, and I don't know, it might be like the stupidest idea ever, but I have this idea for a show segment called Bad Stock Advice or Bad Stock Picks where I may flip a coin or spin a wheel or just randomly come up with some kind of bullshit that I dream up to pick up a random stock. And we put out a clip every day and maybe a TikTok or something like that, but this thing just totally crapped out on me. I can't, it's very frustrating. I'm sorry. But if we do this segment about bad stock advice, and it would be something where I would play along. So I would 
whatever I claim, I would buy a couple shares of and just see what we do. And I'd be interested to see how completely random, no strategy, nothingness might translate to big wins. I don't know. I'm sure it wouldn't. It'd probably be the stupidest idea ever. But what are you going to do? We're going to try one more time to see if I can get this going, which we've probably already lost Greg anyway, so it doesn't matter. It just doesn't want to work. That's awesome. Such is life. We will bring Greg, a.k.a. Gravy, back. I want to get more into this. One thing we didn't get into that, that I'd like to is there's a whole list of terms that seems to uh, go along with this whole situation. And that's something that I really want us to learn a little more about. So we will get him back here next time. I should probably not kick wires out loose while I'm doing live streams then, and, and then we won't have this problem. <laughs> but I got to say, we got like 90% of an interview in before something totally went down and honestly almost like 90% of the show before it totally failed. So for the first episode back after a long time, I, I guess I can't be too upset, right? Hey, listen, this week we got a lot of cool things going on on the Matt major show. We have guests that I promise I'll make sure that we don't fail for. We'll make it up to Greg, I promise. Tomorrow, though, we've got the incomparable, world-famous Syracuse City Council member, Joe Driscoll. He's a musician. He's played around the world. He's been on the Matt Major Show before. If you're a Central New York local, of course, you know him. He's an incredible guy. That's going to be a good time. On Wednesday, our man Phil Farda will be in the house. He won't be in the house. He'll be on the phone if it works as well as our man Dick from Smoke Incorporated Barbecue. Dick is going to be one of the first restaurant vendors that we buy food from to give it to nurses as part of the cause through the merch link that I told you about at the top of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the amazing food that this guy makes. It's probably going to make you hungry. I'm not going to lie. I, I apologize for making you hungry at 8 a.m., but such is life. And then on Thursday, our man Tuttle will be in. He's going to guest co-host with us as we go through a bunch of different things. So we've got a lot of fun adventures going on the Matt Major Show. I'm pretty excited about it. Follow us everywhere. There's nothing that can help me more than just sharing. As much as we love, if you're on Twitch, you can see there's ways to donate. We hope that you subscribe on Twitch, that helps as well. But one of the biggest things you could possibly do is like, comment, share this. Go to our YouTube page, subscribe to that, ring the bell. Hit the podcast. Audio podcast of the Matt Major Show is now available on Spotify and iTunes. Pretty much that means anywhere you get your podcasts, you can now find the Matt Major Show in audio version. Go hit that, subscribe, share, tell your friends who listen to podcasts. That would make the world to me. Honestly, that's right now more valuable than 
throwing me a couple of dollars. So thank you in advance for all of that. We will be back tomorrow with more adventures. Also make sure to follow this Twitch stream because in addition to the daily shows at 8 to 9 a.m., I'm going to be going live random times doing all kinds of things. Sometimes I'll stream just while I'm working. Other times we'll break in with a breaking news story. Other times we'll do a live interview for somebody who's not available at 8 a.m. So it's going to be a good time. There's going to be a lot of content. And I'm trying to get a lot of content on TikTok, too. All these places. Just find me, like, subscribe, follow, share, whatever the fuck. The least you can do for free entertainment, right? Guys, this has been the Matt Major Show. Happy birthday to my daughter, Anna. We'll see you tomorrow.